This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Welcome to Uptown Charlotte and the NASCAR Hall of Fame, honoring and celebrating the legends of stock car racing. Earlier this year, Rick Hendrick was inducted into the hall, and next year, he'll have two young rising stars in his stable, William Byron and Alex Bowman. And today, they're both joining us here on NASCAR America. biggest story this weekend and week it will be Alex Bowman that will drive for Dale Earnhardt Jr. It's the best opportunity I've ever had in my life. Alex, appreciate you guys coming in and filling in for us. Yeah, for Thank you guys for having me. Trying to take advantage of an opportunity. He gets his first career pull. Alex Bowman has led and will lead the most laps today at Phoenix International Raceway. Looking for his first career win in the Xfinity Series, the 24-year-old wins in Charlotte. William Byron won here two years ago in the NASCAR Kane and Pro Series, picked up the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series win here last year, and now it's at the point. William Byron is the winner at Iowa Speedway. The first time he's ever been to Indianapolis Motor Speedway, William Byron wins at Indy. I'm dropping Alex Bowman will drive the ABA car next season as we now know who is going to replace the most popular driver in the sport. Xfinity Series star William Byron will replace Casey Kane next season at Hendrick Motorsports. Well, no doubt two future stars on NASCAR America today. Hi, everyone. Marty Snyder, Kyle Petty, Dale Jarrett, Alex Bowman, and William Byron joining us for the show today. Good to have you here, fellas. What's going on? Yeah, thanks for having us. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to be on the show. So we're excited about this weekend. All right, one of you has some big news today, which, which came out today. Darian Grubb going to crew chief you in 2018. Uh, William, your thoughts on that, getting an experienced guy like Darian? Yeah, Darian's awesome. He's a great team leader and just been able to be around him for the last couple weeks and, and see how he works and operates. And I feel like he's going to be great for our team next year. Uh, to have a veteran guy that's won a championship and, and won a lot of races is good for me. So I'm excited for it and uh, can't wait for that, but also excited for the next couple races with Junior Motorsports and hopefully finish out the year strong. Well, before we get too further in the show, earlier today at the 24 shop, our very own Dave Burns was there to talk to Darian about the move to crew chief the 24 next year. It's really just excitement seeing William come into the sport and what he has shown talent-wise on the racetrack and be able to bring that rookie into the cup level uh, is going to be a lot of fun, uh, taking Exalta and Liberty University to the front and then helping grow uh, Hendrick Motorsports. He's a very quick learner, and that, that's the best part of watching that and how he has grown up in the technology side of the sport with the simulator and all the other things we've done as well. We're really looking forward to taking that to the racetrack. 
Well, Kyle and DJ, I think for a young man like him, getting a guy like that's pretty big, isn't it? I, I think it is. I, I, I truly do. Because Darian, when Darian first came into the sport, he worked for us. We tried to ruin his career at Petty Enterprises. <laughs> so let me say that. Um, and you, you will resurrect his career. Uh, but, uh, you know, we look at that. And I want to ask you this question. And because you yeah. bring up junior motorsports, yeah. um, I don't want to get too caught up on going to the cup level right now because that's next year. And as you say, you've got a championship. Yeah. How hard is it to balance that? We've seen you unveil your 24 car for next year. Now we see you unveil your crew chief. And at the yeah. same time, you've got to get to Homestead and try to win a championship. How is it balancing that plus your schoolwork and everything else you got going? Yeah, you know, I think for me, just trying to stay busy, you know, trying to trying to do things, whether it's related to school or um, or related to junior motorsports. I was just over there um, yesterday. They had a little bit of Halloween festival thing going on, and it's just fun to, to kind of see the bond we built there. Uh, I've been there since I was really 16 years old running the late model, and um, our, our individual team is really focused on the rest of this year, and uh, I feel like our cars are, are going strong, and I feel like we got some good racetracks coming up. So uh, we're actually going to be in the sim tomorrow with, with our JRM team and hopefully uh, being able to develop some stuff there for Texas and uh, just try and focus there and, and keep moving forward. But it is difficult to, to kind of see some of the things coming out um, and balance that, but I feel like it's all exciting things, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, I have to agree. I think this is a great pairing. I, I like to see crew chiefs, veteran crew chiefs, yeah. that, that understand that this racing world being paired with you young guys. I, I think that it gives you really a fighting chance, if you will, from the start. But I wanted to say, you haven't been with a crew chief more than a year at any point in time. So are you kind of looking forward to uh, getting with Darian and, and, and put some years together? Yeah, you know, I've, I've been able to kind of, uh, you know, have a big database of crew chiefs. So I've had, you know, anywhere from Rudy Fugel in the truck series, who was just an awesome crew chief, uh, great team leader, um, you know, at Kyle Busch Motorsports. And then I've had Dave Ellens this year, who's been really technical, great on the technical side. And, and we've been able to win races together and uh, grow a bond there. So I feel like I've been able to lean on different guys along the way. And uh, I feel like Darian is a combination of what I've had in the, in the past. And he has the cup experience, which is big. So uh, I'm going to lean on him a lot. And um, we're going to have good success, I think. Yeah, most drivers who have been through as many crew chiefs as you have, have a bad reputation. Let me just go ahead and say <laughs> if you're getting that me, if you're going through that me, but you know we can talk to you, and you're out there doing it week in and week out. You just come off a win uh, in an Xfinity Series car. Haven't had a lot of opportunities to be on the racetrack this year. You've got to be antsy looking forward to next year yeah a little bit um you know i really thought that i was going to struggle with certain things that i didn't struggle with and then i did struggle with things that i didn't think i was going to struggle yeah. with after being out of the car for seven months so um i think it was good to kind of get that and i'm excited to go to phoenix in the xfinity car as well just so i know going into daytona what i'm going to need to work on and what i'm not going to need to worry about yeah. so um, to kind of knock the rust off was good. To get a win while doing it yeah. was, uh, was a really, really good, good feeling. A lot of people have said, well, he hasn't won a NASCAR race. So to get that done with and kind of silence some people was really cool. But uh, that was a great opportunity. I'm really thankful yeah. for it. And I just can't wait to get going next year. How difficult has it been for you, though, having to sit on the sidelines, knowing that you basically put your future in the hands of Rick Hendrick and this organization? I'm sure there's a lot more that you knew about it than what we did from the other side, but it has to be difficult sitting there watching all of this transpire, but knowing that your time's coming. Yeah, absolutely. It was pretty nerve-wracking, um, you know, but I guess it all paid off and has worked out. So. Um, there were times that I was really nervous, and you, you never really know what's going to happen. But uh, I spent a lot of time in the simulator and just tried to stay sharp as much as I could. And 
you got to trust a guy like Rick Hendrick and the whole organization of Hendrick Motorsports. They do such a great job, and it's where I wanted to be. It's a dream come yeah. true to get to uh, to be a part of that organization at whatever level. So to uh, to be their sim driver was cool, and I can't wait to be their real race car driver. Okay, and I and I don't know when we're supposed to get into this, and I'm not paying any attention to the format. I apologize for that. But <laughs> I'm going to have a format with you, yeah, Kyle. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Go back. I want to go into the sim stuff because yeah. you said uh, Junior Motorsports, you guys are going to spend some time in the sim. Yeah. You've been in the sim. Um, I don't even know what Sam means uh, because <laughs> I, I didn't grow up with that. But my, I, I guess my point is you guys haven't been teammates per se. Yeah. But you are when it comes to the Sim. How much have you helped them and what do you do when it's a two-part question. How much have you helped Junior Motorsports and these guys with the simulation? And what do you guys do if it's you and, and Justin and Elliot when you go to the Sim? What do you guys look for? Yeah. So what I do when I drive the simulator is do everything to try to make it more realistic. Um, I try to help them tweak their tire models and their drive files and everything just to make it drive the most real as possible. So with JRM still being a close part of Hendrick Motorsports, when JRM guys go in there, they take advantage of the tire model that we've built and all that stuff so their cars yeah. drive the most realistic. Um, I've been in there with William a couple times and he picked it right up and has been really fast in it the whole time. Yeah, I would say it's just a, a good tool for us. Alex and I actually sometimes go in there with Jimmy or with, um, you know, with other guys, Dale or whoever. So, you know, I feel like it's a great tool for all of us to use. Um, you can use it in a lot of different ways, whether it's, you know, mentally or, or physically with the actual things going on at the racetrack. And uh, I feel like it drives very similar to what we have on the weekends. And a lot of times the success in there is it translates to the real racetrack. So uh, that's cool to see. And we've been using it. Um, Justin and I and Elliot uh, to try and get to the racetrack and be a little bit better. I was going to ask you about winning this year on the racetrack. Did you ever dream you'd win at Daytona and in Indianapolis? I mean, is that <laughs> surreal that you're 19 and you've yeah. won at two of the most famous racetracks in the world? Yeah, it's that was crazy to uh, to win there, especially Indy. You know, I walked, I drove in that place the, the night before practice and and looked at it, and I was like, man, this is pretty cool to come here and and witness this place and and see it on TV, but now see it in person was a lot different. And uh, to go out there and win that race was was huge. You know, Alex had um, had just been announced as the 88 guy, and and that was really cool to see. And um, I was trying to prove myself as well, so I feel like it was a, a good opportunity to go out there and win. Hey, I'll go to Indy. Here you are kissing the bricks at Indy. Um, I thought you could kiss, kiss your ear and goodbye when you went three wide and turned three <laughs> over there. Was that a simulator move that you had practiced? I mean, yeah. how did that work? I, I mean, I, we've been going there forever. I never saw anybody do that. Yeah. You know, the, the aero package was a little different, so the corner speed was high, but um, on restarts, you were so bogged down. There, were, Everybody was so spread out in three and four wide, and the cars, you didn't feel like you were going that fast on entry, yeah. so you kind of, I kind of went for it, and, um, you know, you had to keep your momentum up, so that was the, the best way to do that was to go on the outside, and um, luckily, the gray area was wide enough where I could <laughs> do it and, and make it work, and that was really a huge, huge deal for us to get the lead and, and be able to race from there. Yeah. A little prayer going into that corner before there, right? You know, yeah, please yeah. let this work. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you guys, were you on the night the cars were unveiled, yeah. it, did it start to sink in? Wow, I'm going to be driving a cup car for Rick Hendrick. This is insane. I mean, is that the moment it kind of set in for you that this is really happening? I think for me, at least, it's, uh, it's probably still going to be surreal until we get to Daytona and get unloaded and or, or get Speed Week started. It's definitely... Um, 
it's a dream come true for me, and I think I'm kind of pinching myself until we get to Daytona and it all becomes a reality. Yeah, I mean, to see our names on the car that night was um, was very surreal, and, and see the 24 car out there and, and see all of us getting an opportunity is, is really special. So I think, just like Alex said, when we get to um, when we get to that Daytona race, we're going to be excited to uh, to get going. All right, we're going to be taking your questions all day long. Make sure you send us those on Twitter using the hashtag AskHendrick all day long. And we have the first one of the day from Dylan, and he wants to know from both of you, what race will challenge you the most in 2018, you think? That's you a good one. You got to think first. about that, right? <laughs> These guys can help you out if you yeah. want some advice on what one will be the biggest challenge. I, I would say the first one. You know, I've never driven a cup car and never um, raced in the cup series. So I would say the Daytona 500, um, you know, is going to be the biggest challenge for me going out there, uh, understanding the aero and, and the pack racing and, and uh, being around those guys. So hopefully just have a smooth weekend there. And I know we'll have a really fast race car. They're always super fast at Daytona. So, uh, you know, I'll hopefully be able to do well there. I really think the unique places are, are the most challenging. The places that you don't go very often, Darlington, Homestead, places like that, that you only run once a year. You haven't run very many times before. Um, you don't have a lot of experience at. I think those are always the most challenging weekends. Because most places you go, you spend three or four laps. You're right up to speed. Like, typically, it doesn't even take that long to be completely up to speed and know what you need. Some places that are a little more unique are, are just more challenging because you spend more time figuring out what you really need and how you need to drive the racetrack. You guys have an idea of which one that, that they may not know may be the biggest challenge they got coming up? No, that's pretty good answers right there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, anytime that you put Daytona, the Daytona 500, and Darlington in answers, yeah, yeah. you got a lot of it there yeah. for sure. All right, well, plenty more to come on NASCAR America today. So can you be that young and have racing roots? You bet you can. And these two guys came from completely different areas as well. And we'll also talk to them about what Kyle's never heard of, a simulator. We'll talk to them more about that and how that gets them ready and how played a big part in both of their careers and they don't know it but they have a test coming up how much do they know about the history of hendrick motorsports and how much do they know about each other that's all coming up on nascar america Welcome back to the NASCAR Hall of Fame here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Of course, home to the NASCAR industry, but also home to William Byron. Byron's been on a stunning climb up the NASCAR ladder, a climb that has concluded several wins this year in the Xfinity Series. I was probably six years old. I went to my first race. After that, I um, just had a huge passion for the sport. I knew right away that this was something that I wanted to do for a long time. Career win number one for William Byron comes in Iowa. I still can't believe it. I mean, five years ago, I wasn't thinking that this was going to be something that I, you know, turned into a career. He becomes the youngest Xfinity Series winner at Daytona ever. The 19-year-old gets the win. Coming out of the front stretch, will he be able to hold him up? Come on, baby, check the flag. William Byron wins at Indy. Way to go, buddy. Awesome job. Amazing what the young man has accomplished at just 19 years old. So now this whole thing really started with a with a birthday gift from your dad. Tell us about that story of how the, your racing bug started. Yeah, so I, you know, I was watching races, actually truck races when I was five or six, and uh, it was just whatever was was on TV that was racing. And my dad was asking me 
if you had one event to go to a year as your birthday gift, what would it be? And he, he was thinking a football event or something like that. And I said I wanted to go to a race. And uh, we ended up going to the Martinsville race um, in April and, and uh, saw Tony Stewart win. He climbed the fence, uh, which was pretty cool. And just I was hooked after that. You know, I was watching the race and just hooked by the atmosphere and all that was going on. So uh, we went to multiple races a year after that. And uh, from there, it grew into driving. And just for reference, KP, he was seven when that happened. So, you know, that's pretty Okay, here's young. my question. Yeah. If you were seven and you yeah. went to the Martinsville race this past Sunday, would you still want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that was good fun. Question. Good, good question. question. No, and, and, you know, I, obviously, you jumped in the, in the car. You both got, both of you guys yeah. have, no matter what you've gotten in, you've excelled in. Um, and and t- I talked to Rick maybe a couple of months ago when talking about, about you, William, but as you've moved forward, and we talked about your crew chiefs earlier, has it been important for both of you guys, and this is for both of you guys, to continue to move, to not stay any place too long? You didn't stay in USAC too long. You didn't stay in ARCA too long. You moved up. You've run some cup races. You've run 70 or 80 cup races. Uh, you stepped out of it. Now you're back into it. But has it been important, and do you think that's important for young drivers uh, to just continue to move and get here as quickly as possible? Yes and no. Um, I feel like some of my moves were necessary and forced almost. Like, I didn't want to go cup racing when I first went cup racing by any means. It was go cup racing or sit on the couch. So, um, but I'm thankful for those opportunities. And I think my path being quite a bit different than Williams, I got to do two years full time in the cup series with really nobody watching and no expectations. So I got to make a lot of mistakes and, and learn a lot with nobody breathing down my neck yeah. if I didn't perform. So um, I think that's definitely something I can lean on and something that's going to benefit me. But I think moving along and not getting stuck somewhere for too long can definitely help. I think so. I think, you know, moving along is part of the sport. You know, if you want to, nowadays with how our sport works, you got to keep progressing and keep moving or, or you're not going to be noticed. So I think that, you know, for me, it was, it was different because I wasn't from a racing family, so I didn't have expectations of going out there and winning. Um, but, you know, I just loved it. So it was kind of, everything was so new and I, I just kind of beginner's luck at times of, of just being new to everything. So um, I feel like that's just part of the sport nowadays is, is the advancement up the ladder comes faster and and they're looking to to put people in cars and I think that um, I was just thankful that I was in the right situation at the right time uh, to be with Hendrick Motorsports. William, you said you you didn't come from a racing family, but both of you uh, had a huge influence from your dad in in helping you get started and to this day. How important do you think that was to to each of you that you had that support? I know Kyle and I obviously uh, with our dad's background understand how much that is and and I know that they're still there with you uh, supporting you to this day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my dad was my biggest supporter my whole career, maybe next to my grandma. My grandma, <laughs> she's uh, she's probably my biggest fan. But, um, you know, without him, I wouldn't have gotten here by any means. He, uh, he did everything he absolutely could to help. And it's really special to be able to kind of share where I'm at with him now. When we made the announcement that I was driving the 88 car, I got to take him through the Heritage Center at, at HMS, as well as the Exalta Customer Experience Center. And he loves that stuff. So that was really cool to share with him. And like I said, without him, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, without my dad, I obviously wouldn't be where I am. And 
you know, my dad, um, he, he loves racing because I love it. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's so special to see the look on his face that watches races all the time now and, and, and loves seeing me progress, but also loves watching the rest of the sport. And uh, I feel like we grew that bond, obviously, when I was a young kid and going to races. And we just had that interesting connection where we were, um, you know, going to races and, and talking about, hey, this happened. Or, or if we were there on Sunday, we would have been talking about all the excitement there. So it's just cool to have that neat connection with him. And, and my parents are both from Charlotte, um, which is really cool, too. Okay. I want to go back to something you said and, and hit both of you with this again, is you got to experience the cup level in relative obscurity. And, and when, when we came along, there were A-level cars, B-level cars, and C-level cars. And you could get in a C-level car and nobody knew you were even there, man. Yeah. Uh, and you, the goal was to get in an A-level. You guys are in A-plus level, okay? Yeah. Um, you're jumping in that freaking 88 car after Junior comes out big 24 now a lot of pressure there and you're already at the sharp end of the stick we see guys and rick has come along with tim richmond jeff gordon i mean the talent that rick hendrick has brought into the sport that adds more pressure too because when he says you're my guy you're my guy a lot of pressure on that how much pressure do you feel uh going into next year you performed great in the 88 last year uh, honestly but how much pressure do you feel to live up to these expectations that everybody has for you too? For me at least, I really, I don't think it's too bad. Um, you know, I have that cup experience to lean on. And a lot of people think I'm trying to fill Dale Jr.'s yeah. shoes and I'm really just gonna try to be my own person. Yeah. Um, last year, going into it, coming out of running for smaller teams, getting a chance to run for Hendrick Motorsports, I just wanted to have fun. I didn't know if I was ever gonna get an opportunity like that again. And I didn't want to look back on it and be like, man, I could have had so much more fun if I wasn't so stressed out because of the pressure. And I enjoyed the heck out of it. So I think uh, going to be more of that attitude yeah. going into uh, into next year. Yeah. I'm just going to have as much fun as I can, hopefully go win some races. You know, I think the, we have incredible resources. And, you know, when I was uh, watching Hendrick Motorsports over the years, they have so many uh, great talent behind the scenes, whether it's crew chiefs or, or the guys building the cars or, or uh, the drivers as well. So I, I feel like we have a great foundation there. Uh, Mr. H gives us everything we need to succeed, and that's all you could ask for. So uh, I feel like we're going to go out there, have fun, like like Alex said, and, um, and really just enjoy it because we are in one of those top-level rides, um, if not the, some of the best cars, and uh, we're going to try and make the most of that. By the way, it's got to be fun to have some veteran leadership at Hendrick Motorsports, but the veteran leadership took you to lunch, or did you guys take the veteran leadership to lunch? I can't <laughs> tell from the tweet from yeah. Jimmy Johnson, but here it was. And what people can't see is you guys are sitting in car seats, correct? Is that is that what you're sitting in? Yeah, and, and William actually fit in his. <laughs> um, I'm a little fluffy, so I didn't fit quite as well as him. But, yeah, it was uh, pretty funny. We spent the day with Jimmy in the simulator, and... Uh, he took us to lunch, so it was pretty cool just to get to lean on Jimmy Johnson as a teammate. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to see how much Jimmy is still trying to learn, and and uh, you know, you would think after seven championships, as good as he is, um, he he would not want to do that stuff, and he's still there wanting to be at the simulator, and that's that's really the role model that he is for for us at, as young drivers there. So he's awesome. 
So then because he's learning the simulator, that allows you then to call him Gramps, which, which you did, Alex, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. He, I mean, I'm the next old guy. You got yeah, Jimmy's 42 and I'm 24. So right. I'm the second oldest guy at, 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 at Hendrick Motorsports. I have the second most starts there, too. It's kind of, And he's got more starts than I, or more wins than I have starts. So it's pretty Good incredible. Good point. Well, I hope you at least ball. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. glad he bought it. All right. That, that leads us to our next question from you guys, the fans. This one's from AJ, and he wants to know, will Jimmy feel like your dad next season for both of you? Man, <laughs> maybe. He's going to keep you guys in line, I guess, is he what might. AJ's asking. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely going to be a uh, father figure for us. So, <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> so hopefully oh, we can, uh, you know, have those, not have too many sit-downs and uh, hash it out. Hopefully we're doing our job. He got put in timeout last week. So. Oh, 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 oh. What did you get put in timeout for? I don't know. I'm, is this I, news I, to I, me? <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, was, I thought there was like a real thing that I, happened. I wish. Oh, okay. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. I, but I would have tweeted about it if it yeah, really okay. happened. I'm sure you would have. All right. That's the fun we can look forward to from these guys next year. Of course, Kyle's not heard of simulators, but these guys have. We'll talk about that. And our good buddy Otto Bolden decided to get in a simulator with these guys. We'll see how well Otto did in the Chevrolet simulator. That's all coming up next on NASCAR America. Oh, really? So he kept trying to line the steering wheel up like... <laughs> So much on the line. You want pressure, Rick? This is pressure. Eight drivers will move on to start the round of eight. Martin Truex Jr. is going to win the first race of the playoffs. Kyle Busch will win. Yeah, Nothing is automatic in the playoffs. Keselowski is going to win at Talladega. Drama at a peak level. And two playoff drivers could go through that open door into the championship four in Miami. It's a doubleheader weekend at Texas Saturday night. It's the Xfinity Series at 8.30 Eastern. And then Sunday, it's the Monster Energy Cup Series, 2 Eastern, right here on NBCSN. Of course, we talked about the simulator a lot so far on the show. Alex Bowman and William have been simulator drivers for Hendrick Motorsports this year. But Alex invited our very own Otto Bolden into the simulator. This ought to be interesting. Let's see how Otto did with Alex. What is the thing that you find makes you sharper because you've spent so much time in this? I think you're just more ready to go when you get to the racetrack. You kind of have somewhat of a feeling of what your changes are going to do because you can run through your changes here and you just have a, a, a better visual understanding of the track. If you haven't been there in six months, you're just ready to go off the truck. When, uh, when the screen comes up, you'll be ready to go. All right. And if you stall it, you owe me $5. <laughs> so just follow the black pavement. That's the groove. I feel like I'm all over the place here. A lot of rookie drivers make the mistake driving off the nose of the car. you got to look way ahead. And you can definitely get a little closer to the wall. I promise it doesn't hurt when you hit it. Ow! Get off the wall, Bolden. You're about five seconds off. I'm the worst going through there. Oh, there's the wall. That's the easiest part of the track. So you're not going to damage anything. We've got plenty of quarters left. Yeah, but your brain thinks stay away <laughs> from the wall. Whoa. Rex must not be fun in these things in real life. I need more feedback from my coach. Well, I'm probably not the best teacher. Thanks for working on it. I think Otto did everything but go upside down there, guys. Yeah, so I think at one point he was definitely. Oh, OK. Well, he did go upside down. So uh, you want to grade Otto on the simulator? Uh, 
Man, he, I, I'll say this: you were very encouraging. Uh, you're about five seconds off right yeah. there. Oh my God! I mean, I've had some crew chiefs that are like, "Hey, you're like a second off." Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just need some some tough words some of tough encouragement. Love. Tough, yeah, love. tough love. Tough That's love. That's tough love. Yeah. So Kyle and I. Our only simulation was to actually get inside our race car, maybe, and think about what the heck we might do when we got yeah. to the track. So, I mean, that's, that's basically true. it. That's what, you know, you get in, yeah. you fit the seat, and you, you think about you know, I mean, literally, I have sat there and run laps in my mind. Did you but, make the motor noises, too? No, I didn't make the motor noise. No. No. I didn't go that far. You said at Robert Yates Racing, the dyno was close enough. Oh, they would perfect. have the sound, and so I could just act like I was going and driving. So, going really fast, too. Yeah. Anytime you heard those motors run, it was good. So, no, really. I mean, how ready are you? You were talking a little bit about that there. Uh, how ready are you once you, you know, getting ready for, just say, if you were going to Texas this weekend, being in there and, and then jumping in your race car? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it kind of takes away, like, so you have your first lap of you're not really sure how far you can get it in the corner. It takes that away. So you show up to the racetrack, you're ready to go right off the truck. Um, and, and the more real we make that, the better it's going to be. Yeah, I think absolutely your your lift points and everything where you pick up the throttle is the same and um, the feeling of when you go in the corner the first time, you don't have to have that shock of, of what it's going to feel like. So it's a good tool to, to get yourself acclimated for the weekend. Yeah, Kyle and I had a few concussions is how we learned from that's it. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, you can't teach somebody how to hit a wall. I mean, you just that's what my dad said. Look, I can tell you a lot of stuff. I can't tell you what it's going to feel like. You just got to go hit something. It, it, we saw the the... the the tweet earlier with Jimmy and, and and makes fun of it and gramps and all this stuff. But you, you two, plus Chase, you two are a lot closer to Chase. Chase is a lot closer to the way you guys have learned to drive a race car through simulation. Jimmy is the outlier right now. He learned a totally different way. As you move into next year, is it you three trying to embrace Jimmy and bring Jimmy into the fold and using his experience, his hands-on experience, to kind of temper what simulation is? Honestly, I think um, I think Jimmy's been extremely willing to get in the simulator yeah. and, and learn the simulator. So um, I think he's really embracing that. Um, I think that the four of us are going to be awesome working together. We all seem to get along really well. Anytime you have somebody with seven championships to lean on, I yeah. mean, that, that's just an amazing thing. Um, and I, I can't wait to just be a sponge and learn everything yeah. I can from him and William and Chase. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different perspectives going into the, the race team. You know, Alex and I come from way different backgrounds and Chase a different background as well. And um, Jimmy's been there um, for a while and, and can lean on his experience. So I feel like we're all from different uh, areas and different things we can bring to the table. Hopefully we can all kind of apply it together. And uh, I think we're all going to be really hungry to succeed. And that's that's what it really takes is a lot of hunger to, to go out there and win. Has it transitioned to the point where you two don't want to go to the racetrack unless you've been in the sim? I mean, is it, that, is it at that point for young drivers? Yeah, I think some tracks is different than others. Um, you know, we're still developing our simulator, so some places it's closer than it is for other places. But for the most part, going into next year, I want to be in that simulator at least one day every week, just getting ready, ru running through setups, and trying to be as prepared as we can be. I feel like racing is all about how well you use your tools. And the better you use the tools that you're given, the better you're going to run on Sundays. 
and that's just another tool and we're going to use it the best we can. Yeah, I think for sure, you know, for us, we're, we're using it in the playoffs and trying to uh, improve our, our cars and improve our setups and also get me uh, acclimated with the track before we go there. So I feel like it's going to be a huge uh, detail next year to use. And like Alex said, you got to use the tools you have, and uh, that includes the simulator. Who's the veteran driver who's had to learn the most about the simulator? Like, I, I know there are stories about they get in, they don't know where to go or what to do. I mean, who's the one driver you're like, oh, dude, you got no idea. Make fun of somebody. Make fun <laughs> yeah. of them. That's all yeah. we're asking. It's hard because some guys are much more willing to do it than others. Sure. Like, like Jimmy, I feel like, had a little bit of a learning curve in the very beginning, but is very willing, and now he's in there all the time. Whereas Dale had a little bit of that learning curve, but now he doesn't really, like, he's not in there nearly as much as, yeah. as, as Jimmy is. So uh, it really just depends on the person. I haven't been in there with anybody besides Otto that, uh, <laughs> that absolutely could not get it and could not start going fast. But, uh, but yeah, just everybody's a little different. It all really just depends on how willing you are to, yeah. uh, to run it. See, it's yeah. funny. You guys are teaching them, right? You're teaching them, yeah. here's, how you do, here's how you put the seatbelts on. Yeah. Here's what you do. Here's how it all works, right? Well, hopefully yeah. Jimmy knows how to put his seatbelts on. Well, I know, but it's different in the simulator, right? Yeah, absolutely. Don't try to get in a foot race with Otto. You'll lose that. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that, sure. That's over, that's yeah. Yeah, or we don't want to go cycling with Jimmy after yeah. So we'll, we'll keep it yeah. to the sim. All right, well, we're having a lot of fun up here on the fourth floor of the Hall of Fame. As you can hear, a lot of action going on behind this is a very interactive part of the Hall of Fame if you ever do make it here. Coming up next for these guys, though, it's quiz time. I hope they studied oh, each other and the oh, history no. of Hendrick Motorsports. <laughs> Better oh, get gosh. ready for that, boys. That's coming up next on NASCAR America. Welcome back to NASCAR America, live from the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Hey, check out the driver lineup this year versus next year for Hendrick Motorsports. And, DJ, I did my math correctly this week. It's it's minus nine years. Remember I got it wrong yeah. last week? Yeah. Correct. Minus okay, nine years it. next year. They, go, they get younger by nine years. Look at that young wow. talent there, KP. 22, 20 years old. William will be 20 next year. So that's what happens in today's NASCAR world, right? That's what happens in Everywhere. Everybody yeah. gets younger, it's right? I've been here on this sand before too much longer. What are you talking about? And that's even if we didn't go back to 2015 when Jeff Gordon was in the car. All right. I've delayed long enough. These guys, are you ready to take your quiz or not? Sure. Not really, but Did I'll you anyway. Have you studied at all? Like me in regular school. I wasn't ready, but oh, I'll okay. Learn a little bit more about <laughs> Alex today. All right. I'm with Alex. Question on number one. You guys can chime in if you want to. What was the first Hendrick Motorsports win in the Cup Series, and who was the winning driver? I have a feeling these guys know that answer. Yeah, you should know that. Just Bodine, right? Jeff Bodine. Yeah, right. Where? Jeff Bodine. Uh, where? Live car. Yeah. yeah. Very good. I don't know. They were about to shut down. I mean, yeah, we heard yeah, the story. Yeah, you about to shut down. Yeah. What year? Though? What year? Right here. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got an idea on the year? Uh, 79 or something. No, Last no. century. That's close, though. <laughs> April 29th, 1984. There you go. Good man. That was a good guess. Good man. All right. yeah. You guys got way more of that than I thought you would be All the answers going to be on the screen? No. Eventually. Don't okay. look there. <laughs> Eventually, right. All right, Alex, this next one's for you. What is the home state of your 2018 crew chief, Greg Ives? Where is he from? Michigan, very yeah. good. You guys are sharp. Yeah. Is this how you were in school too? No, you not at all. Very, the opposite. And you got an A? 100% the opposite of this. Very good. All right, Alex, this one's for you as well. How many drivers have won in the number 88 car and who were they? Oh my gosh. 
I'll give you a hint. Yeah. No one. He's this really guy. close to you. Okay, that's um, one. Who else is one in the 885? I know this because there was a tweet about it. Oh, there was. Okay. Yeah, but... Man. There's another one in television. If it was a sprint car question, I got you. But <laughs> we're talking stock cars. This is way above my, my pay grade. Kyle cheating over here. Yeah, was another, one another, another, another one in television. Another one in television. A lot of them are starting yeah. with me. Another, another, yeah. one, another one in television that says... This, never mind. Yeah. I would get in trouble uh, if I said what he says. Yeah. Oh, Walter. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. so you got two. I didn't think of that That's one. good, good. Yeah, you got two. You guys are all over. It's really easy. There's a third one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The third one's really easy. Easy. Oh, Dale. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. Oh, yeah. There's only two more. I'll give you those. Bobby Allison and Buck Baker. Okay. Have one in the 88 car. Yeah, I'm not. I did not do good on that. Five yeah. total. All but one though. in the Hall of Fame. And Dale yeah. Jr. Who knows? Maybe someday he will yeah, be yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. All right, William. For you, how many drivers have won in the 24 car? One. I think. Very good. Very good. Yeah. That's a way easier so, question. Hey. <laughs> that was way easier. How many wins does Jeff have? How about that? Uh, I think 93. Okay, there it is on the screen. Now you're racing next year or something. <laughs> Never know. Oh, That's yeah. right. It's right up there. Wow. All right, uh, question for both of you, true or false, one of you took your first vacation this year. That was me. <laughs> yeah, that was him. Yeah. I think. Where'd you first go? Vacation? Uh, first vacation to, ever? Uh, yeah. I've always raced. I never had time yeah. for that stuff. <laughs> so uh, I went to Grand Lake, Colorado. It was pretty cool. Cool. Very nice. Awesome. Okay, cool. All right, true or false, this one is for, for you. Okay, Alex. Cooking is a required merit badge to become an Eagle Scout. False? <laughs> False. It's true. Do you know anyone who's an Eagle Scout? This to him? Yeah, maybe? there you go. All right. I should know that you one. Have way you have way too much time on your hands. Right. You can go to school, drive a race car, be an Eagle Scout. You got way too much time on your hands. Yeah, way too much. All right, how'd you get your merit badge in cooking? I got to know the um, answer to that. Man, I, I'd say I had to have my mom help me or something like that. So I would say, uh, you know, it usually comes on camp out, so you got to go there and, uh, and go in a camp out. But it's usually like negative 14 degrees, so uh, I, I'd say it was on a camp out. At what age did you get your Eagle Scout? When, when did you um, become an Eagle Scout? I got it when I was uh, 16 years old. You have to get Holy it. Smokes. I think you have to get it before your 16th birthday um, or 18th, something like that. But, uh, you know, so I got it before then. So when we go to the racetrack and everybody else has a motor coach, do you just have a tent? <laughs> I'm just checking. I, I, I stayed just at the racetrack. No, I'm just yeah. checking. I stayed at the racetrack actually two years ago. It was one of my last uh, campouts to get uh, for my Eagle Scout, and uh, it actually ended up pouring rain, and that was terrible. But uh, we got to meet some cool race fans, and it was actually out at Charlotte, so that was fun. Did you Cub Scouts, Weebelows, nothing? I drove race cars. <laughs> you drove yeah. race cars. That's I, your answer for a lot I, of stuff, is, isn't it? I drove race cars and I did body work in my dad's in my dad's paint shop. So sand and bondo or driving a race car. Other than that, I'm pretty lost. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty big juxtaposition for you guys because you moved out when you were 16. 16. He lives at yeah. home and he's 19. So I yeah. think that's both pretty cool. It's different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Very that's a big different move for you path. to come to Arizona East at yeah. 16. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's my. You, so you went at Charlotte. Where's your trophy at? Uh, in my living room. And your, where's your trophy at for Andy? Uh, in my bedroom, but at home. So <laughs> that's what I want to know. I think that's the coolest thing yeah. that the Indy Xfinity trophy is in his bedroom at his parents' house where he sat, exactly. where he lives. That's great. That's right? cool. Give it up. Hey, yes, and your cool. Daytona that trophy. Cool. Yeah. That's and cool. your Iowa trophy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah all of them, actually. Keep them close. Got kind yeah. of a trophy room in there, so um, along with, I collected die casts when I was a kid, so uh, that was pretty cool as well. Awesome point. What's your favorite die cast? 
you know, I probably my my own my own diecast. I would okay. say, you know, I've got a few from this year. Um, hopefully, they save some for me. I, I've been signing them, so they they're giving them all away. But hopefully, I get a few uh, saved for me, and I can kind of put those up on the shelf. And there's two motivating factors that you young men will figure out if you haven't already, in my mind. Keep your trophies close because that's motivation. Every time, yeah. wherever you can put one, you can always see them. And then as you go to the banquet, when you're not the champion, there's no more motivation when you have to sit there and listen to somebody else talk about what it's like being a champion. So, yeah, it, sometimes it's painful to sit there and listen, but it's a great motivating factor for you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty sure I slept with the, the trophy from Charlotte <laughs> hey. the night after the win, so I'm, I'm all for keeping them close. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, very cool stuff from these two guys. Hey, you can ask more questions of these two young men. Use the hashtag AskHendrick. More answers coming up on NASCAR America. Yeah, 100 days from today, the world's best athletes compete on the world's biggest stage, the Winter Olympics, coming in February to the networks of NBC Universal. In the NASCAR world, the round of eight continues this weekend at Texas, but there's a lot of folks still buzzing over last weekend's race at Martinsville, where Kyle Busch got the win to advance to the championship four. The drama we saw there proves how pressure-packed the round of eight is. And our Chris Savota said that this morning on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. You know, Martinsville was the big winner. There's a buzz in the type of racing. The fact that the fans, who had to be freezing, stayed around. You know, nobody left after that race. And that's how it's been the last few years. You know, you think back to, you know, when Jeff Gordon won. And, you know, there's just, there's kind of this feel. And I know a lot of it is because of what's on the line. If you do not realize after that race what a win in this round means, a win that launches you to Homestead for a chance at basically what you've dreamed of is what every one of these drivers, it's why they do what they do. You can hear more from NASCAR and NBC personalities like Krista Kyle and DJ every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern on The Morning Drive with Mike Bagley and Pete Pistoni only on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Up next on NASCAR America, more fan questions from our special guests, William Byron and Alex Bowman, including what's William's favorite class at college in Liberty? More to come next. We kind of uh, made the trip over there a couple years, um, and I knew, you know, during the week, um, you know, usually a Wednesday or so, uh, the drivers are still in town. So it was, uh, it was fun. You know, Jimmy lives in Charlotte. Uh, obviously, I live in Charlotte. My friends uh, live near there. So it's, uh, it's fun. We kind of took the wagon over there and, and um, was able to, to see his house and actually let us come in, which is really crazy. And um, we just never expected to, to uh, be able to meet him. He came into the JRM system and HMS. I just still shake my head that he was the kid at my front door, uh, one of the rare Halloweens that we were home, and I was able to sign his pillowcase that he was carrying around to collect candy. And he says he still has that thing, so I'm, uh, I'm blown away by that story myself. Oh, my goodness, William Byron taking advantage of his yes. neighborhood to visit That's Rick cool. Hendrick and Jimmy Johnson. So do you have the pillowcase? Like, really? Like, I still do. No, okay. But nobody believed me when I when I got that. So that was kind of, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, of course it's Jimmy Johnson. But uh, that was pretty cool. 
So I, we got to go back to the picture. Which one yeah. were you in the picture? Were you the were you the Ricky Bobby guy or were I you was. on the right? I actually just dressed up as Jeff Gordon and Ricky Bobby two years in a row. So <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my system. So well, was that like last year? Or yeah. Year oh, 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 and Did they give out full-size candy bars, or do you they remember? Uh, Jimmy actually, yeah. he let us go in his house, so we. That what? Was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I yeah, think was big. Was a small nice. candy bar looks like a full-size candy <laughs> bar. Yeah. I think Jimmy would give you like a protein bar or some yeah. like super healthy stuff. At the time, Maybe like oh, a yeah. bicycle. Yeah. At the time, yeah. he was still he was still a little bit, you know, not as not as fit. So he oh, okay. was, it was he didn't care Jimmy. as much. Yeah. <laughs> little fluffy Jimmy. So. Little fluffy Jimmy. Who knew? There you go. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way for your Halloween yes. stuff. So, all right, we will start with our questions, and uh, you sent us your questions. Thank you so much for doing that. And, William, we'll begin with you. Aaron wants awesome. to know your favorite class at Liberty University. Uh, favorite class? I'd have to go with philosophy. You know, it's a great answer. It's a, great it's a good answer. So that's a, it's a tough class, and, uh, you know, I passed it, so that was everything was all good there. But in one of my classes, the teacher put up it's about 500 people in a lecture hall and he put up my picture on the um, big screen and that was really embarrassing i definitely oh. definitely slumped in the seat yeah. after that one so <laughs> deep thoughts with william byron we can do that. Deep we can, thoughts. We're going to do that you, every week. I thought you were a math guy. What happened yeah. to that? I like math, but, you know, philosophies, you know, that's what Kyle Petty likes. So. <laughs> it is what Kyle Petty likes. Great answer. That, that is pretty good. Becky wants to know, Becky wants to know the pressure of replacing the guys you're replacing. Obviously, 24, you know, there's the history with Jeff Gordon and Chase, what he's done recently. And then for you, replacing Dale Jr. in the 88, the pressure. And we talked a little bit about it earlier, but the pressure that's on from just being in those rides. Yeah, like I said earlier, I'm just going to do my own thing, have as much fun as I possibly can. You put a bunch of pressure on yourself, you're not going to enjoy the situation. Yeah. You're not going to perform at your best. I feel like if I can just go have fun, do my thing, it's the best I'm going to run. And I might not ever get the opportunity again, so we're just going to have as much fun as we can. Yeah, you know, Jeff's been great uh, to me. He was actually the first person I met with to, to get over to Hendrick Motorsports last year and uh, and told me what, what the plan was and, and kind of how I was going to get started at JRM. So I feel like for me, just to go out there and have fun is the biggest thing and um, try and drive the race car as hard as it'll go. And um, that's what they want me to do is drive, drive as hard as I can and give 100%, and um, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and you have a chance to bring him up an Xfinity Championship here uh, coming up. So yeah. you have to be pretty excited about that opportunity opportunity for Dale to with Dale Jr. and driving for him and, and making that happen in his final season. Yeah, that's really exciting. You know, we have three three of us in contention for it. Um, all of us have had different points in the season when we've done really well and I feel like we're in great position to, to try and go chase that championship. So it would be great to bring them him that um, in his final year uh, driving and I feel like he's built a great team over there with a lot of resources and we can hopefully be at Homestead with a shot to win it. All right, under a minute to go. Well, I got to get to Patty's question, though. Which one of you is going to win a cup race first? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, yeah. If, we're playing, if we're playing family feud rules, Alex wins because yeah. he hit the button. Yeah, first, yeah, right? Button yeah. yeah. Sorry about your luck. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Any idea where that might be, boys? You want to predict? It's pretty early. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little, I, got, I, I, I like, I like the boldness there. there. I'd say we both are pretty good at Phoenix. Yeah, that's, we've both wow. been, been leading there, so 
Hopefully, we can both get redemption there. I can't wait. We're going to have a teammate controversy win. right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> Which one's going to win? A teammate Phoenix, controversy right? right off the bat. This I think Jesse free. might get mad at us about that. Mr. Jesse's Hendrick not going to get mad at anybody Jesse's about that. Jesse's the fun police, so he'd put a <laughs> stop to that fine. real quick. <laughs> All right, thanks for changing your favorite class. You made yeah, Kyle happy with philosophy. Thank you. want to thank these guys for hanging out with us today. Always fun to hang out here at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. We'll be back here tomorrow with NASCAR America, 5 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you then, guys. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.